Coming up tonight, we begin by sharing how we would make sports more extreme and why we won't be hired as play-by-play commentators anytime soon. Then we cover the week's tech news, including IBM's spending spree on Red Hat, Twitter's tough decision on the like button, and Google's new content-rich homepage. Stick around, it starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 222, recorded October 29th, 2018. Do you like me now? Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, you, and other things. I am Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by two guys, Colby Rabideau and Dan Miller. What's up? What's up? What's up, gentlemen? Guys, we just we we talked yesterday. We're talking today. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a an action-packed couple of days. And and we're doing a trifecta. We're doing don't uh, up for debate tomorrow. So we're doing the the three for. Whoa! It's great. A marathon. It's almost too much, but I wouldn't wow. be anywhere else. I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> um, it's going to be a great one. I could be watching the thrilling all field goals Bills Patriots game, but I I'm not because it's very boring. <laughs> All field goals. It's a 9-6 kicker's battle. <laughs> Imagine what football would be like if they got rid of touchdowns and it was only field goals. That's soccer, and they did it, and it's not very good. People do not like it. <laughs> People uh, like soccer. See, now if they introduce Which... touchdowns into soccer, now that's a big idea. <laughs> what would that, how would that work? Well, you just pick up the ball and you run it into the goal, and then it's a touchdown, seven points. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I think you should have to do something harder, like jump over the goal with the ball or something like that. Extreme <laughs> vault it. <laughs> Colby, I want to bring pole vaulting into football, and you got to vault over the goalposts. That's why they're shaped like that. Cool. Oh, That'd be God. no more kicking, no more kicking in football. That would be so cool. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> yep. Um. Extreme uh, MLS. Yeah, makes makes it more exciting. What's um, MLS? Oh, major League Soccer. Come on, Colby. <laughs> major <my> lame soccer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have I, I have I given you my grand theory on Dan Miller's sports uh, <laughs> likings? Maybe I don't know. If you haven't, I want to hear it again. Yeah, okay. So the sports that I like, like of all the mainstream sports, I like basketball the best. Uh, probably okay. because I know the most about it. But I also think it, it's it's about the continuous action, right? Like there are timeouts in uh, basketball, but they're very, very fast. And otherwise, the rest of the game, there's always something happening. There's something you could look at. You could put yourself... If you know enough about the game, you could, from a bird's eye view, see like who's doing something cool, or at least after the fact, look at how something was set up and be like, "Wow, that was like that was really well done." And with baseball and football, I just I don't get that. There's so much lag time between everything that's going on. It's so like I when a when someone's up to bat, like I have no way to say like, "Oh wow, that was a really good." them being up at bat that they did and i can like see that that was great we're like wow that guy ran really fast and it's a good thing that he ran the way that he did it's like no he just has to run really fast same thing like football i know their strategy i just can't i can't see the forest through the trees uh which is why i like soccer because i don't like it as much as basketball but at least worst comes to worst i could like okay they're going over there there's something to keep me going uh, and I also like hockey. Mm, hockey's good. First of all, I would pay legitimate, like, pay-per-view type money to hear Dan do commentary on a football game. <laughs> oh where it's God. like, the guy Can ran really fast. He was going the correct direction. Uh, Sean, little do you know a, that I had eight idea. years of experience making fun of football games throughout high school and college in the yeah, band. Yeah, you were so at a lot of them. I'm ready. You're, you probably I have more ready. experience with sports than Colby and I combined. And that's scary. That's probably true. Um, that's an amazing idea, though. That's a thing where people like I know, like my grandfather used to do this, where he would watch the football game, but he would mute the TV. Hello. And listen, listen to the radio announcers. You're, you're back. 
yeah, you, you returned. I forget where we left off. You said you pay good money. Yes, to hear you to hear you do play by play. And then you said you have uh, more experience with sports. Yeah, then Colby and I combined because you spent a lot of time. And then Colby went into a story about how you could watch the game on TV but listen to the radio call. And it's funny you mentioned that because this year Amazon is actually doing, because they're streaming all the Thursday night games, they actually have a separate team of commentators you can only hear on the Amazon stream, separate from the Fox who's mm-hmm. simulcasting. Uh, and it's interesting. I always wish that... I don't know if we talked about this on the show before, but one of the things I love about baseball is that the teams have their own commentators. So like, which is obviously it's possible because like there are so many effing baseball games. Mm -hmm. It can be like (laughs) a full time job for those people. Um, But it's great because they're like, they're on your team, right? Like you're watching the Red Sox and you're listening to these two guys who watch every single Red Sox game and are like, they're not impartial commentators. I don't need impartiality in my sports commentating. In fact, I, I don't want impartiality. I'm not impartial. Um, right. Whereas football is just a crapshoot. Like, and then in the playoffs, you get the schmucks like Joe Buck and stuff, like the, the generic sports caster people. Like they're just the worst. No one wants to listen to them. Cool. So I would, I, would, I would pay money to to have an alternate feed of uh, <laughs> someone amusing. <laughs> Well, first of all, I think we all know Colby's a big fan of 98.5, the Sports Hub Safety Insurance Radio Network, as as a Boston fan. he See, Colby knows what I'm talking about. Uh, but I would also say that I think, I think you're right, but I do want to take a second because I was thinking about this the other night, and I don't know why, because we've, we've talked about our shared dislike of Joe Buck specifically, and Troy Aikman, and the two of them generally... <laughs> The, the only thing that mars that amazing Patriots comeback Super Bowl is that it's called by Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, and it's painful to listen to. But I was thinking about this, and you got to give Joe Buck credit, and I will right here, because he is simultaneously in the same weeks calling the World Series and the NFL at the same time. How do you do that? How, there's only one of him. I don't I, I don't there? know. You don't know that. It, are, does he have like a twin? It's like Joe and James Buck, and they're you can't tell the difference. I it's crazy. Like I I do give him credit. He's kind of annoying, but I give him credit. He busts ass. He gets it done. So I'm I'm sure he works very hard, but no, he's very annoying. Yeah, just so uh, bland. Yeah. I guess it's probably not his fault. I'm sure that's the job. It's, it's a tough job. Unremarkable. Yeah, um, but in any case, Dan, I would gladly. Uh, listen to you call the Patriots games every week. <laughs> uh, I have lots of names for all the different kinds of reps. So yeah, but I think on, <laughs> on TV, my commentary might be a little uh, stint, stunted because they, there's a lot of the minutia that you can't see that I am all too aware of. The guy of the chain, do they have the chain guys in the NFL? Yeah. yeah they're, yeah, they got the chain guys. So they have the guy with the giant S on his back. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Probably. Sean says, yep. Yep. Sure. <laughs> I don't know what he does, but he's there. <laughs> Walking around, got a big S. He's usually near the chain guys. Yeah. Well, that's He's a, the supervisor maybe. of the chain guys. That's what the S is for. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what I could bring. Dan and I is the tag team on the call. Dan points out things he sees with his eyes, and I make up God. facts about them. <laughs> would be amazing. This is all I've ever wanted. Okay, well, we'll see what we can do. The Super Bowl is coming up. Um, we, we could, you know, we, do you guys remember the only live event we've ever done commentary for? Yes. Uh, that was the, the Apple event, That right? was the Apple, and still, I think the coolest thing we've ever done in our <laughs> podcasting careers. I'm still very impressed that went off without a hitch. But that <laughs> was fun, and I would love to do something like that again at some point. I remember, didn't I dial in from like the courtyard at work in California? Yeah. Yep. yep. It was in the middle of the day. I was between jobs at the time. So I was just home hanging out and we had a bunch of people. We had like six different people call in and like it was really big in Vietnam because they couldn't get like the actual stream and they kept <laughs> commenting on YouTube like, stop talking over it. We want to see the stream. <laughs> it was great. We should have had a separate, like, just recast 
Oh, honestly, we would have got if I had just done that with with the thing at the bottom. Listen to "Don't Panic" at don'tpanic.io. We would have gotten way more hits than me talking over it. <laughs> Lesson learned. We, we, we would have fill on a lot more often if if that was the way that this show went. That's true. That is true. Although I'm told he speaks consultant. almost no Vietnamese, so <laughs> culturally on board. Right, right. Well, there's going to be no chance that we're going to be speaking Vietnamese at any point, right? So that's not... Well, <laughs> I mean, Dan, first you learn piano, naturally the next thing, learn yeah, Vietnamese. Yeah, those are about as difficult. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to do it, do the do the hard stuff. Don't don't wimp out. I learned how yeah. to play uh, very slowly the uh, opening part of Game of Thrones today on the piano. Oh, neat. Oh. That was fun. That is cool. When I was uh, when we were in when we were in middle school and had music class and we barely learned how to play, we'd spend like a day on the piano. But the big thing was that everyone learned how to do the opening bit from "In the End" by Linkin Park. Dun 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 dun. And without and that was all anyone knew was that in Hot Cross Buns was what everyone knew how to play in the class. It was a very weird time. It's pretty rock and roll. Oh yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> oh yeah but of course then you and then the song would start and but we wouldn't know how to play the rest so only bit. not very useful not a useful skill oh well yeah anything uh anything else going on gentlemen nope no nothing nothing fun or tech related fun or tech related no, lots of fun things. None of them are tech related. I did learn something valuable this past weekend. Ooh, like a, like a life lesson or what? Are yeah, we sort about? of, and it's mildly tech related. Which is, uh, if you're painting a house or any like like a wall, uh huh, don't wear your Apple Watch because you'll get paint all over it, and it becomes a problem. <laughs> Because there are lots of little, because you're like, oh, the screen, you know, it's like it's latex paint. So just like a damp towel, you just wipe it off the screen. You're good. The problem is in all the little, where all the, all the little Ooh. crevices where all the parts meet, you got all these little bits of paint that you just can't get out. Um, oh boy. And it gets all over your, I don't know if you guys, there's no way you'll see this on camera, but I'll, I still haven't gotten it all off the, uh, yeah, I don't think you can see it. It's all on the sport band there. Um, all the little paint specks, and that was after we doing a bunch cool of cool like, in the low yeah, res Skype. Well, I should but... just I should just gone for it and just like made it worse and just like really painted it, you know. So that was a that was a good lesson. Don't don't do what I did. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. So, anyway. That's that. Why don't we move along, if we've got nothing else here, to the week's tech news. There's not a ton of stuff in here, but there's a little bit of stuff. Not a ton. While, while you guys are looking, you got some options. Um, I'll do I, my business. I know what I want to talk about first. Dan's ready, uh, but you're going to have to wait, because I want to thank oh. everybody who's joining us live right now on Twitch at twitch.tv slash show and on Facebook at facebook.com slash don't panic show. We appreciate all of you for being here this fine Monday night. We go live Monday nights about 10, 15 Eastern. Uh, follow us on those channels to get alerted when we go live. If you are watching us live, our, my eyes are on the comments right now. We're watching. So leave us a note as the show goes on. We may mention your comment on the air. Thank you. Uh, Dan, what's up first? Uh, Twitter likes. Twitter are likes. Away? Are they staying? Can you imagine if they went away? Well, we are going to imagine that here, Colby, because... Today, The Telegraph reported Twitter was thinking about killing the like button. Now, the source was a Twitter event last week where CEO Jack Dorsey re uh, reportedly said he, quote, wasn't a fan of the heart-shaped button and, quote, would be getting rid of it soon. Now, there's no immediate plans, uh, apparently, to do so. Um, back in August, Dorsey said he was experimenting with new features on Twitter, uh, including changes to the like button and... Uh, Brandon uh, Borman, who works communications at Twitter, said, uh, we are open to uh, considering it. Jack even mentioned it in front of Congress. There's no timeline. It's not happening soon. So it is something Twitter admits they are considering, but without any immediate plans. I think this was one of those stories where the headline sort of took off a bit more than the actual content of the, uh, mm -hmm. of the news. Now, I don't mind the like button itself. Like its presence doesn't offend me, but like mm. what it does now, 
does in fact offend me. Um, like, like is a retweet now, which is yes. so annoying because even I don't, I don't think about it. I just want to have a non retweet way to like interact with a tweet. And mm-hmm. I can't, I can't now. And like, I still do yeah, it reflexively, but I'm mad about it every time. <sighs> yeah. So my point was going to be that if they actually do this, it, it's actually not going to change anything. There already are, there already aren't any likes. <laughs> it's, it's already only retweets. Right. They're really what they're doing is unifying the like button and the retweet button because yeah. their functionality is so similar now. I, I, I wonder think, what. Yeah. When did the favorite? Because it used to be favorites. When did that first come? Like, it wasn't an original Twitter, right? No, no, no. It was. It was the star. It was favorites. We talked about the conversion on the show. I remember. We talked about the conversion from like the favorites. But when did favorites first come out? Um, I don't know. I'm. I'm, I'm it gonna could be Google from the it. beginning, but I feel like if it was SMS based from the start, then probably not. Um, I don't think it was from the beginning, but I don't know. Not that it, not that it really matters. I was just curious. Um, so sounds like we're not we're not devastated by this. I, I am devastated by the loss of the actual, the private way to communicate to someone. Like, hey, that was cool. Good joke, Colby. You know, <laughs> I like I had a joke today. Only two people liked it. I was very yeah. sad. I liked yeah. it, but I didn't understand it, so I couldn't give you the heart. Oh, well, that, that makes sense. <laughs> Which is most you of your, for your integrity, Sean. Yeah. I appreciate that. I, I need a third any... option. I need a retweet, I need a like, and I need a, huh. Meh? Huh. Okay. <laughs> Neat. Would uh, you be be a fan of if they did, like, a Facebook thing where you had, like, a mad face and a, a thumbs down? And uh, I do. You, no, am I the you... only one who uses those? I use them. I like them, actually. Yeah. One of the few Facebook things I would say I'm a fan of. But I don't think Twitter... I The thing about Twitter I like is that it's simple. That's... Like, I don't... Like, the more stuff they add, it makes it worse. But I don't... I think the easiest way to solve this problem is to turn likes back into favorites. Mm. And drop drop the 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 likes as retweets function where it is just like the way I use likes is Instapaper for Twitter where I'm just saving tweets for later essentially is what I use likes for. Yeah. So just turn it into favorites and then don't share them in the feed. Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel like they're not going to want to do that though. Cause that's going to be a huge metrics hit, right? Like, Oh sure. This is like, like they're putting content in front of people that, Admittedly, no one uh, against the will, I'd argue, of of the folks liking things, but they're doing it anyways, and you're seeing more tweets. Um, and w- one can probably assume that that's good for 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 the eyeball time. Oh, a- as someone who who eats, sleeps, and breathes eyeball time, uh, I can <laughs> tell you that that likes do make a big impact on your your analytics, and it's something that. That you that you strive Big for. Big impact on the analytics in in what way? Impressions, impressions, and the, so, you know engagements. But uh, but if you you know it. Dep- the more a tweet is like, the more impressions and engagements it has. Well, it what you really strive for. So, like for example, if I'm writing a tweet for my company, I I will either use hashtags or tag a bigger company with more followers, and then if they like the tweet, it shows up to their followers as, hey, this company liked uh, this I tweet see. from. And so you, that's how you get the social kind of roundabout going. Um, if if it were just favorites, really only retweets would would assume that functionality. And then the difference, I guess, theoretically, if you're a brand, right? If if you retweet something, it stays in your feed forever. If you like something, it shows up temporarily in the algorithm, but it doesn't stay in your feed. So I think there's kind of a less aggressive, you know, like I'll like anything on our company's page if you mention us and. I know it shows up for other people, but it's not really a permanent thing versus retweets where, you know, that's a little, that's a little more serious. <clears throat> it's a matter of record. It is. Yes. Exactly. Very official. Mm-hmm. That's good uh, to know. I'll, I'll try to get some, some faves out of you in the future. Uh, Dan, I look, I fave most things that, 
that you're about. <laughs> but I do, I do, and I don't know if you guys have ever done. I, like I go through my Twitter likes every once in a while and scroll through the old ones, and I just laugh at some of the awesome stuff. Like I would be genuinely upset if it went away because I there are some archive stuff like funny jokes people have tweeted or like links to cool stuff. Well, I'm like, oh, this is good really news. Cool. My friend wrote a thing that will archive your tweets. Oh, really? Yes, let me pull this up. That would be... I don't uh, know how easy it is to run for the uh, the layperson. I mean, I'm sure that there are all kinds of uh, various applications that will do that. All right, well, if you've got Python installed and SQLite, then... You can go ahead and use this thing, which I'll paste in the end of the doc. GitHub.com slash Kellen slash tweet dash faves dash py. So I'm going to run this. And then, because the problem with favorites is you got to scroll through, scroll, 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 scroll to get to the old ones. That's true. And it feels like, to me, you either want to see your most recent faves or your like a time hop kind of thing. Yep. Like, imagine seeing a, like, hey, you faved this a year ago. That'd be pretty cool. But they, <clears throat> they didn't really do anything with that. Instead, we got we got moments. Everyone's Ugh. favorite Twitter feature. There. We've got Nazis, and we've got moments, but no time hop for favorites. It bumps me out, because tweets are so good. I like tweets. Tweets are good. How are, how are you feeling about the long tweets now that we're however long in how long are we in uh it's been a little it's been a little while it's been at least what four months maybe four that's four it. or six months I mean, it was this year it was 2018 I, I thought it was the very beginning of the year uh, maybe but it's been a minute so anyways how are you feeling uh i no one's really abused it i don't think you know, like yeah. people who use all 280 characters usually have a good reason to. But I am, a, I have this, you know, not to brag, I write tweets for a living. Uh, <laughs> and I often have to ed- edit myself because I just like to write things long. I like to read things in longer text. So it doesn't really, it hasn't really bothered mm. me. I see. I see. Hmm. I like the new the like rolled up thread things because now I just don't have to pe- read people's threads, which is great. <laughs> it's really delightful. Um, but what do you do? You see them in the Twitter app? Is that because you don't see the yeah, or like on the website? I guess. See, I'm still in Tweetbot, which means I don't. I lose some of those fun features. Yeah, I don't. I don't Tweetbot anymore. They changed their icon though. Now it's scary. Oh, they changed it's the whole. Scary? They they changed a bunch of yeah. the look. It's all optimized it's very intense it's dark they went their dark mode is now like black mode it's like extra dark mode it's super dark yeah yeah i'll have to retry it i haven't uh i don't know and by the way i do have an answer for you dan favorites were introduced to twitter in 2006 the like button was introduced on facebook in 2009 uh, three years after the favorite, and the favorite was converted into likes on Twitter in 2015. Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, I didn't. That's pretty pretty old for uh, Twitter then. Yep. And I thought that likes were there from the beginning for Facebook. Now that's practically their logo. Yep, a signature feature. Could you imagine if their logo was like the poke? <laughs> It's like a finger. It'd be an aggressive oh, icon poking you. Do you think the pokes are still there? Oh, they definitely are. There have got to be s- like... so many Facebook features that are just buried under layers and layers of other features. I can't even imagine. You just wait. There's going to be like some big secure. A hundred million private accounts leaked due to bug and poke <laughs> feature. And you're like, po- what? Someone should have checked on that. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> like Only poking, poking sends you their password or something. Um. Alrighty. Very good. Well. Uh. I. Uh, yeah. There you go. Twitter. We'll keep an eye on that story as it develops. Um. What else, guys? What else in here is uh is wetting your whistle, tickling your fancy? I'm happy to talk about IBM buying Red Hat. Now, Dan, I own several Red Hats, but I'm not familiar with this do particular you? Red Hat. I do. Like I've got Red a, Sox hats? 
No. No, I've got a red Marist College hat. I've got a red OMG okay. Roofing Prox hat. I've got a red Springfield Thunderbirds hat. Go Thunderbirds. Thunder. Well, That's hockey, the, Dan. You like hockey. Yeah, I know about a defunct Connecticut hockey team. That's the only one I could name. Go Whalers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a car in my neighborhood that has a Whalers bumper sticker. Uh... So they must have lived in Connecticut. That's awesome. You guys have so much in common. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, okay. This week, this week, yesterday, today? Today. It, it broke over the weekend. IBM, everyone's favorite uh, multinational technology company, international business machines, uh, famous for, what are they famous for? The cloud. frames. Well, well, that's their thing now. They're the cloud. It's the, they they've they've officially uh, branded the cloud. Yeah. Watson. Oh God. Watson. You... Watson. That's right. Watson. Good job, Bully. Bringing us back on track here. Uh, I'm, I want to find the their original. Uh, didn't they make like adding machines? Yeah, they did. Uh, they did typewriters. Yeah. <laughs> Let me read. Can I read the headline of the actual IBM? Uh, Press release, Sean? Yeah, oh yeah. Tell me, tell me what you think of this, this headline. As, All right, I will know. critique it. IBM to acquire Red Hat, comma, completely changing the cloud landscape and becoming world's number one hybrid cloud provider. That's the headline. Okay, hey, that sounds great. I mean, I, I don't think you could <laughs> prove otherwise. What's a hybrid cloud? Well, that's what I... I okay, I'm the number two <laughs> hybrid cloud provider in America, in the world. Like, you just, you, you know, you just make that... It's like saying, I my restaurant has the world's best cup of coffee. It's like, sure. It could be. Yeah. And let me read you a, a select paragraph here. Ready? Most companies today are only 20% along their cloud journey, renting compute power to cut costs. The next 80% is about unlocking real business value and driving growth. This is the next chapter of the cloud, Sean. It requires shifting business applications to hybrid cloud, extracting more data, and optimizing every part of the business from supply chains, plural, to sales. This is like our very nerdy version of Munch Squad right here where we just read hilarious <laughs> press all you're all you're missing is like uh, according to uh, Jody uh, Jody Sweden senior vice president of brand integrations at IBM yeah and some some <laughs> lame quote okay so anyways uh, now that I'm finished making fun of their press release IBM ancient tech company like truly ancient around since before World War II Famously involved in World War II, uh, did all the mainframe stuff in the 60s and the 70s, uh, which was the idea. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Instead of everyone having their own computer, wouldn't it be cool if there was just one big computer that everyone shared? Wait, what? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I mean... I don't believe it. Obviously, you want everyone to have their own computer, and to keep all of your data there, and you're going to have backups. Wait. Um, no, wait, just, it's just the one, Dan. It's just the one. <laughs> you don't. That's crazy. Right. So now everything's come full circle for IBM, and they want to get back into the cloud. Uh, and so they bought Red Hat. Red Hat was the original uh, Linux company that would sell you a box with a CD in it at Circuit City that you could get Linux on. But that business went away, and now they sell you services. They're like Oracle. Like, they give away their software. Linux is open source. Um, there's an open source version of their Linux, which is exactly the same. And uh, they'll sell you solutions and consulting. Uh, so, Colby, does Red Hat build anything not really. They they give things away uh, mm. that certainly have value, but I uh, I'm not sure. They yeah, they, are, they are very similar to IBM in a lot of ways in the types of like where they make their real money. Interesting. But another interesting thing about this acquisition was it was for thirty four billion dollars, one hundred ninety dollars per share for Red Hat, which wow. is. 
more than WhatsApp, 34 Instagrams. How much is WhatsApp? 20, 25 million? Yeah, uh, something like that. Something like that. 34, or sorry, yeah, WhatsApp was like 20 billion. 34 billion dollars. That's a lot of dollars. Oh, good for them. Oosh. Yeah. Services are the new hardware. A lot of people are saying, yeah, so IBM's like, we want to get back into this cloud game because we were off of it in services land and we were the original cloud. Uh, I'm not sure how that's going to work out for them because in my mind, the cloud space is pretty. You've got Amazon and Google and Microsoft in like descending order, I think, of market share. And you still have Salesforce and DigitalOcean and Rackspace and all these other ones down there at the bottom. I'm not sure how much more space there is. Uh, but Red, uh, IBM also famous for kind of like uh, Google killing off their acquisitions. Mm. Um, so people are worried about what this means for the open, free and open source parts of the Red Hat, Red Hat stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Have you ever used Red Hat Linux? We use the open source version at Etsy called CentOS. I don't know oh, why. Right. Yes. Yeah. I forgot that was that was the. Yeah. Um, I don't think we ever use anything else. If you use the, there's a couple other products that people might not realize are Red Hat. There's a another program called Ansible, which helps you manage your servers. That's a Red Hat thing. CoreOS, recently acquired by Red Hat, is a big oh. container um, solution. All your all your containers. You know what containers are, right, Sean? I, I you know what? I feel like I'm on change mode right now. This is this is very in depth. This is more in depth than we usually get. No, normally it's like ah oh, Snapchat filters, but now we're really getting into the tech. I like it. No, Dan, I don't know what that is. Okay, it's not important. I was just okay. trying to bring you into the conversation. No, hey, and you know what? Uh, I appreciate. It. That's what makes you a great you, co-host. <laughs> do you think that uh, IBM will be able to compete in the as a cloud provider? I don't see why not. I mean, I, you know, it, it's, uh, I am not the guy to be asking that question to, but when it comes to, that's what I don't understand about these companies. How do you market yourselves as a solutions provider? Because it's a very kind of broad, ill-defined term. How do you say we're better or worse than Amazon or Google or Microsoft or any of these other companies that do similar <laughs> stuff? Uh, you know, uh, would an acquisition like this help them out in that respect? Now they got a little street cred. They got the Linux in there. Them. You know, I mean, it's, they also spent a lot of money on it. So will they be able to get a return on that investment? I don't know. It's the largest uh, deal IBM's ever undertaken. So mm-hmm. question if it's going to end up being worth it. But I think it's also the largest tech deal ever. I believe so. I believe so. But, you know, famously, the, the one that immediately comes to mind is um, when IBM purchased Lenovo, or no? Oh Lo- yeah, and that went very poorly for them. But that's and, and you know they have a string of those. They're not a great acquisitions company. But anyway, right. that's beside the point. Uh, no, I don't know if this will make them more or less. Comp- I don't think it's going to hurt them. Uh, the question is, as you mentioned, Dan, mm-hmm. how they integrate this with their existing offerings and what they do with the parts they don't want, and how that's going to affect existing Red Hat customers. Because yeah. they could theoretically say, look, we don't want to deal with X part of Red Hat, and they're just going to lose that business to other companies, and they just don't care. It's all, it's all going to depend on what strategy they can pull from this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to answer your question, <clears throat> hybrid cloud, hybrid cloud is, uh, the public cloud is Amazon and Google and all those friends. A private cloud is when you implement all that for yourself, which is what Google and probably uh, I can't think of another company that does this off the top of my head. Uh, I think Samsung does this, actually. You have your own internal cloud. That, by all intents and purposes, your developers feels like a limitless on-demand service, but you're, you own end-to-end. And hybrid cloud is a mix of those two things. Mm-hmm. Because the enterprises, they got to keep their documents in their data center they've got regulations they've got compliance 
Uh, but they want it to be on the, the cool thing, at least the thing that was cool five years ago. Uh, so that's what the hybrid cloud is. Hmm. Sounds useful. Uh, <clears throat> it's questionable. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's useful. It only matters if someone will buy it. Yes. That's, thank and you. That, the, the marketer and Colby is speaking. That they certainly apparently are. I don't have any first-hand knowledge of this, but... The, the the only the only thing that this reminds me of that this at, at, at my at my previous employer we spent a ton of money to buy this big complicated software that was going to run all aspects of our business and then we had to hire a second company to tell us how it worked <laughs> and that told me everything I needed to know about the world of enterprise software where that's why they say they're not they're not a software company or hardware company they're a solutions provider and they're a partner and they're a you know it's it's not just about selling you the software it's about Oh, right. Well, if if you need to talk to them all the time, that's uh, that's job security for them, essentially. Billable hours. Billable hours. That's right. Damn straight. Damn straight. And that software never worked and imploded the whole company. But anyway, that's another story for another day. (laughs) Uh, Guys, we've got time for more news here. Whoa. Another story. Anything in here jumping out at you, nipping at your nipping at your heels? We kind of got ahead of ourselves and, and did a big breakdown of tomorrow's Apple event last week. So we can't yeah. really. <clears throat> I still have our predictions written down. So we're going to see who. Oh, boy, I'm nervous. Who nailed it next week. But but what what about what news it? this week? Google's putting other stuff on their homepage. They are. So famously, as most people know, the Google homepage has been very resistant to uh, including any additional information. It's always just been the, the search box and, 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 you know, like maybe a little thing about whatever the holiday is. I, I, yeah, I always laugh, though. The weather's been there for a while, right? Like well, they the... slowly... I mean, they've added on, obviously, the, like, links to other Google services up at the top. Um, is the I'm feeling lucky button? That's been gone for a while, right? Remember that? I do remember <laughs> that. I miss it. That was a weird... I never used it. Me either, but... I... I miss it. No. Bring it back. Hashtag bring it back. Uh, well, Google is uh, updating its homepage on mobile. Uh, first noticed by 9to5Google, uh, they've added what's called the Discover feed to uh, Google.com, their homepage. It adds a series of information cards beneath the search box on Google.com when accessed from a mobile browser. The bulk of these cards revolve around relevant news pieces, but the feed can also show sports results and weather forecasts based on your interests and search history. Very similar to the cards you would see if you use the Google Home app or uh, those, you know, just those generic Google cards that they kind of use their their material design they use. If you're an Android user, you're used to it. Google, if you use the Chrome browser, it already shows you a similar spread when you open a new tab. So if you're kind of looking for a comparison, that's what it looks like, except now it'll be on the browser for everybody. Uh, it can be accessed using mobile browsers, including Chrome and Safari on both iOS and Android, and is available on Google.com and the U.S. right now. The date for international rollout has yet to be announced. Whoa. I, I tried to get this, and I couldn't see it. Although I guess I tried on the iPad. Um, I would think that would... I'm used to it in the in the Chrome new tab. I would have to... <clears throat> I get weather, sports, and restaurant buttons. Um, yeah, that I think that's part of it. I think that's new. Okay. Yeah, I guess that is new. I don't like it. Although I never go to the Google homepage, anyways. It's always through the the top bar Ooh. in my browser. So I have it. I mean, I think it you was. You see cards, Colby. You just see those buttons. Whoa! Oh. He's got that's chock full of information. That's not what I. Also, have. it's like the thing I was just looking at, which is creepy. No. Oh God! It's like all things I've googled in the past. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> what were you? What did you want it to be? Just like a little serendipitous, uh, curated set of links to brighten your day. Like yeah, pictures of puppies and flowers and just nice, pleasant things. I feel like it's inevitably just going to be like Amazon ads where it's like, hey, you looked at socks. Want socks? Socks. Socks. (laughs) Socks. Oh, you bought socks. Want some more socks? 
I love Colby's dystopian future where he walks down the street and things are just shouting at him to buy things he's searched. Socks. Socks. Like a big billboard just said socks exclamation point. They know. They know too much. Well, this uh, this article points out that Google.com is used by 800 million users every month. I don't think it's surprising Google was going to put something relevant on that page eventually. <laughs> That's it? 800 million? Every month. I'm actually surprised. Yeah. But I think, I bet it, I bet it would be higher if it weren't for, like you said, people just searching right in the in the in the address bar monthly users though like that's i don't know if that's only u.s or international though this doesn't say yeah interesting so hmm. there you go weird things are changing have you guys been seeing the pic- <laughs> the uh have you guys seen the pictures coming out of the pixel 3 and all the fancy yes. camera stuff god that's a why does that phone have to run Android? Holy smokes! Well, that, that yeah. night night sight uh, feature there. Mm-hmm. Wow, oh, I didn't see that. Oh my what god! All that? the machine learning stuff they got on the photos coming out of this thing. I've, I've been seeing them all over Twitter. They're crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I learned recently how they do it. And by recently, I think this morning. Uh, you know when you take a photo that is in the dark, and it's dark, right? Yeah. But then you maybe open up Photoshop or maybe there's like some sort of uh, sharpness or brightness setting in your photo editing app. And you crank it up and it does brighten it. But then it's there's all there's all these specs everywhere. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, the color looks good. All yeah. they're doing is removing the specs. Mm. Yeah. Neat. That's crazy. Yeah, no, the photos are really nice out of this thing. <laughs> but anyway. Very cool. But anyway. Um all right, well Yeah, let's uh unless uh, we, we can do more news. No, I don't know. None of these stories really doing it for me. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Not a huge news week. Like I said, join us next week. We'll have full end-to-end coverage of everything from tomorrow's Apple event. I'll be there on the show floor. Just kidding. I'll pass right by it, though. Dan, Dan, will, Dan will wave <laughs> to Tim Cook from the sidewalk. Hello, Tim. I, I saw on Twitter he walked across the Brooklyn Bridge today. <laughs> well, you know, they got Uber there now. He doesn't have to do that. I th- you know, he's a healthy guy. He's got to get his Apple Watch uh, rings filled. <laughs> that is true. That is true. See if you can friend. Are you guys friend anybody with the fitness stuff? Because you can connect other yes. people to it. I'm friends with Colby. Are, why am I, I not know. fitness buddies with you guys? I don't know. It sounds like a you problem, Sean. Yeah, that's why I'm not friends with most people. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so a me problem. Oh no. Uh, I'm just saying you could fix this problem. Uh, well, you guys never walkie-talkie me, so. Well, I don't. My walkie-talkie never. You never accepted my walkie-talkie request. I did. Either of you. This watch is garbage. <laughs> Stop adding features. I don't know how to use. <laughs> walkie-talkie stuff is fake news. I think. Yeah, you think it's all it's all a lie. Yeah. Let's see. Um. Yeah. It, yeah. It says invited. Colby Rabidou invited. For both of you, it just says inviting. Maybe it's because you invited me and I invited you, so it just like it just boom. gave up. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know what to do. I just remember all remember remember the old uh, the old Nextel phones, the cell phones with the walkie-talkie, and people would be really annoying mm-hmm. about them, and they yeah. go do loot and they other go. Yeah, I do. Back I in do. the day, that was, was yeah, that was unfortunate. Four one three area code. That's me. I got Sean in here. R- Repping the 413. What? What? Pioneer Valley. Um, <coughs> Pioneer Valley. Anyhow. Mary codes a whole state. <laughs> Best state in the union. Is that the only state that can say that? <laughs> Hello. Hello, Dan. <laughs> there you go. 
Are you happy now, Colby? I am. You got to do that in the <laughs> middle of meetings and stuff now. <laughs> well, the, the trick is you can go in here. Oh, that did happen to me. Not in the middle of a meeting, but at work. Uh, my friend, my friend uh, Chuck started uh, zapping me on my wrist with <laughs> right in the middle of the day. Uh, but you can't turn it off, which is what I just did. Mm. He's cool. He doesn't get any ideas. I totally would have tomorrow, but <laughs> what are you gonna do? Uh, alas. Very nice. Well, let's uh, let's roll ahead to picks, which is the. Very fun part of the show where we each bring something we want to talk about and share with the world. Uh, and we have got uh, some really neat stuff here. I'm actually pretty excited. And we're going to start with Colby, I think. Colby, you got something fun yeah. for us to listen to. Podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's called Every Little Thing. It's one of the Gimlet Media podcasts. It's weird. Like, they have a very unique... I don't know if production style is the right word, but... It's pretty unique uh, as far as the presentation goes. But the gist of it is, like, they have, like, a, a phone line, that, a voicemail that you can call and leave, like, a message. You leave, like, a message. Or I don't know if you leave a message or you somehow you submit, like, a question, like, something ridiculous you want to know stuff about. Uh, and they talk about it on the show. And they'll, like, talk to an expert on the topic, and they talk. They call, like, whoever asks the question, that person is on the phone. And they'll be having, like, the host and the person who asked the question and the expert are having, like, a conversation on the phone. Um, I don't know. It's good. It's kind of weird. It's, like, serendipitous, I guess. But... Neat. It's it's like a it's one of like twenty or thirty minute podcasts, and it seems to be released like relatively regularly, unlike some of the other Gimlet podcasts. So, mm. uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Neat. All right, well, check it out. Every little thing by Gimlet available wherever you get podcasts. Nice pick, Dan. What What's is up? this? All right, so I was I'm playing, learning how to play the piano, and the teacher sent us some PDFs to print out and play. But I don't have a printer, and also the the printer at work has been broken for almost for an entire week at this point. It was still broken today, uh, so I was I knew that some of my musician friends had a cool iPad app that they use for music. Uh, and I was like, oh, what is that iPad app? And I found out it's this app called Fourscore, like Fourscore and seven years ago, but not with F-O-R-S-C-O-R-E. And this is, it's one of those apps that does everything for one specific use case. Uh, you can take PDFs, images, I think other kinds of files that are music. You can send them into this app every which way. You can transfer them from your computer. You can share them with the share panel. You can email. It's like every possible way you could do it. You can organize all these things by genres and by artists. You can do the thing where as you're like turning a page for multiple pages of music, you can peek the next page, which you often want to do if you're playing. So you can start reading the top of the next page while still reading your current page. Uh, it has, I have not begun to scratch the surface of all the features that this thing has, but all my friends swear that they take it to all of their performances, and as soon as they get home, they put all their music in this thing. They, you can just take a picture of it on your phone, send it right over this thing, fill out some information so you can get to it really quickly, because that's another thing that sucks. If you're playing one of those bands that takes suggestions, like you're a wedding band, uh... You have to very quickly find a piece of music that you have to play if you don't have it memorized. And a lot of those bands have hundreds of pieces, right? So search, being able to search for uh, Let It Be and just have it show up, it's like, great. I don't have that problem yet. <clears throat> but just the, <clears throat> excuse me, the functionality of a PDF, basically a PDF and image reader specialized for reading music is great. I think it's iPad only, and I think is it ten bucks on the App Store? Nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. Yeah, totally worth yeah. it. If this That's is cool. a, a thing, this is this is really neat. Yeah, it's one of those. I don't know, like OmniFocus. It's one of those apps that you're like, well, it's it's 
It's expensive, but if you need to read music on a tablet, this is the way to do it. Yep. No, they say uh, they even say on their website this is uh, one of the apps, uh, Apple demos on new devices, and one of their kind of showcase apps. So, uh, I believe it. Yeah, and this must they must love this because this is their uh, some of their favorite things: iPad apps, which almost no one makes. Musicians, maybe we'll see it at the event tomorrow. It would not surprise me. Academy of Music would not surprise me in the slightest. Uh, four score, F O R score available on the App Store. Nine nine nine, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I, I got a quick pick here this week. Um, I I purchased a blue. So just a, a very short backstory. I promise. About maybe oh, seven years ago, I purchased a Bluetooth speaker, and this was when Bluetooth speakers were really first starting to kind of come around. Um and I paid a hundred dollars for it. I'm not. I'm not trying to brag. I'm telling you this for a reason. Because they were expensive <laughs> back then. Because they were new. And now I used that thing for like five, six years. What brand was it? It was um the uh the Logitech. Was it? Is it Logitech who has the Boom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like the original Boom. Like I know they have a bunch of them now, but it was like the very first one they made. Um, way back, and so. I used it for like six years, seven years, sounded great, worked fine. It was good. It had gotten old. I lent it to uh, my mother to use while she was gardening because she didn't have a speaker. Uh, and I forgot to get it back from her. So I'm like, well, maybe I should just get in. You know me. I'll just get, she can have the old one. I'll get the new one. And so mm-hmm. I went on the wire cutter and they've got very expensive picks for Bluetooth, but they have a disc, what they call, you know, their cheaper alternative pick is the Tribit X Sound Go. Now, that sounds ridiculous as a title, <laughs> but it's also $33. And I said, there's no way a $33 speaker can sound as good as the one I paid $100 for all those years ago. And guys, I got to tell you, this speaker fucking rules. It, it blows my $100 speaker out of the water at a third of the price. It sounds... Now, I'm not a big audiophile guy, okay? I'll be the first to admit that. But it's it's loud without being kind of like blaring loud, and it's it's kind of deep and rich. And what I really love about it is I, I've always wanted to play podcasts on my uh, Echo, but the speaker in it's awful. It's a first-generation Echo. It's awful. The uh, voices come out really clear on this, which is very nice. The music mm. is nice, and podcasts are really nice. Um, and I was using it while I was painting this past weekend, and I've been using it for a bunch of stuff when I don't want to use my AirPods. So I get that they're probably better sounding, more expensive speakers. But if you're just looking for a nice Bluetooth speaker to have around the house, grab it with you when you're working outside or when you're at a, to go into a friend's house or whatever. 30 bucks, you can't go wrong. The Tribidex Sound Go, the link will be on the website. It's also the wire cutters pick, so you can get more information on it there. But for discount speakers, I really don't know how you could do any better. This thing sounds awesome. Sean, I'm so surprised that you're not an audiophile. Everything else I know about you your tastes, the kinds of uh, things that you're into would tell me that you'd be a, a natural audiophile. Well, what's funny is most of the mu- music I listened to originally came out on vinyl. So you would think, <laughs> you would think I would be all over that. <laughs> Somehow I'm not. Somehow not. But also, I am old-fashioned in that I still don't have a, a spot. I still don't have a streaming music account I pay for. I don't have right. a Spotify. I don't have a... I don't have any now, will you buy... But do you buy music digitally, or you just get the... Uh... I do. I do, okay. but sparingly. Very rarely. I just listen to the same crap over and over and over. And mostly podcasts. I really don't listen to that much music these days, to be honest. Mostly, mostly... Although that's... I do my... Uh, Dan, you would be so embarrassed. You would be... Your heart will break with uh, the... <laughs> the smooth jazz station I listen to. Oh, no. And it is the... It is so, so smooth. smooth. So <laughs> unbelievable. Like, I have the worst taste in music, and I know it's trash. And I love it. It, it, it is, it Kenneth, is like... Kenneth G. What do you like about it? I like that it is... It, it That it's smooth. I just like that I, I, I just... I kind of get the... I get what they're going for, and it's it's like it's got enough where I can kind of like bop to it, but you don't really dance to it. You know what I mean? It's like it's got a rhythm, but it's not. It's very consistent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Did any of that make sense? 
Yeah, I don't think I can help you there. No. Oh, no. Look, I'm a lost cause. <laughs> I am well aware. I've never had good taste in music. That's fine. But, you know, someone's got to listen to it. Someone's got to support the smooth jazz industry. Why not me? <laughs> the elevators aren't doing enough. No, they're not. You know, they're not selling, uh, you know, I guess easy listening sort of CDs at industry. Brookstone anymore. No. No, they're not. So. <laughs> Very cool. Alrighty. Well, guys, any uh, any last thoughts before we conclude for this evening? Anything no, I'm at all? I'm excited for tomorrow. I am, I am in dire need of a new iPad. Well, there was My a... IPad, uh, I bought this iPad in 2015. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, indeed. Did you see the... Uh, the the image leak here of the icon no of of a of a mock-up of uh you know you know how every time they right before an announcement all the case manufacturers get like an early look so they can make cases and then that always inevitably leaks so it's not really an image but it's basically what it ends up looking like um i just threw it in the slack for you i just saw this on twitter before we got on the show of what the new ipads theoretically could look like uh, if Slack ever uploads it, it's not that big of a file. Slack, come on, there you go. Um, so you can check that out. It looks good. It looks good. I'm excited. I mean, it looks like it looks like an iPad edge to edge screen, but edge to edge screen on an iPad. Whoo, yeah, Whoo, buddy. Whoo, boy. Whoo, it's boy. A lot of screen. Yeah, it's man. It's a lot of screen. Whoa. That's gonna be great. That's gonna look, your sheet music's gonna look awesome on that. Yeah. So many more notes. Um, very cool. All right. Well, what a hoot this has been, if I dare say so myself. Um, I appreciate, uh, everyone out there for joining us this evening. What a fun time we've had. Uh, this is the part where we, I got to plug all the other podcast stuff, but you know, there's never been a better time to join us over on up for debate. I got to do some cross promotion here, guys. The best time was episode one. Yes. The second best time is now. Is, yes, exactly. No, you know what it is? I would say the second best time would be the first Dungeons & Dragons episode we did over on Up for Debate. <laughs> uh, the successful spinoff of Up for Debate. Um, mm. And what's funny is Matt the and I... The Frasier of Up for Debate. It's true. And Matt and I are already <laughs> talking about the potential of spinning off our, our the franchise we're in the middle of right now, Up for Debate Presents, where we're doing a six-part in-depth series all about the XFL. The first episode was really fantastic. You can get it right now at upfordebate.tv. This week we're taping episode number two. Guys, can you name the eight XFL teams? No. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> Why am I not surprised at all? The Atlanta. No. The Harvard Yard no. Devils. <laughs> no. This is the XFL, Colby. Not, not quite fancy enough for Harvard. Uh, no, of course, guys, we're talking the Birmingham Thunderbolts, the Chicago Enforcers, your New York, New Jersey hitmen, the Orlando Rage, the Las Vegas Outlaws, the Los Angeles Extreme, starting with the letter X, the Memphis Maniacs, my personal favorite, and the San Francisco mm. Demons. Wait, the, the, the Los Angeles Extremes aren't your favorite? Well, actually, they are the only ever champions of the XFL. They won the million-dollar championship game. But no, they're great. But the Memphis Maniacs, also because it's M-A-N-I-A-X, they're the Memphis oh, Maniacs. <laughs> yeah, okay. this this league is bananas. And so that's why Matt and I can go for six hours on it. So please go over to UpForDebate.tv or search up for debate wherever you get your podcast and subscribe right now so you get this as we break it down. It's gonna be it's gonna be who Matt and I are really getting into this. So um, I'm pretty excited. You're, you're not gonna want to miss it. You'll definitely learn a few things. I don't know if it'll be useful, but you will learn a few things. <laughs> um if you really want to learn something, you got to come back to this show next week where we'll have Apple coverage, all the tech news. We're here every week, Mondays, 10, 15 Easters, as I mentioned, live. If you can't see us live, go to notpanic.io. It's our website. We've got all the episodes there. These guys spent a, a reasonable amount of time building it out. It looks really nice. It's got the audio. It's got the video. It's got links to all the pics. If you don't remember them, you can go right there. It's easy to remember, don'tpanic.io. Uh, audio, wherever you get your podcasts, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, now on Spotify, and the video version on YouTube. And of course, you can get a hold of us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and Don't Panic Show at gmail.com. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything people need to know. 
We're going to end it here. On behalf of Colby and Dan, I'm Sean. Thanks, folks, for joining us this evening. We'll see you next time for more tech news and great times on another Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.